little review. If this is your first time uh, in a while or whatever, um, we're in a series right now, and uh, it's going to go for a while, but I kind of always remind us of this, that you have a great opportunity to catch up with the series. If, if you're so inclined through our uh, website, charisntc.org, or our YouTube channel, can you believe we're on YouTube? It's cool. It's weird to see yourself preaching. I, I do that sometimes. So, but we're on YouTube, and we, of course, have a podcast. So there's plenty of ways to actually um, stay involved and engaged. Uh, so I would encourage you to do that if you miss a week or whatever. Um, I'm surely going to be doing that after I miss next week. So, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully I can tune in live. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, just, just, just to throw that out there. Um, we're going to do a little review um, of what we talked about last week. Um, and as willing vessels, we, Pastor Chad talked about that, being willing vessels for Holy Spirit to work through. This, this series is about partnering with Holy Spirit, flowing in the supernatural. And that's God's will for us, that we, we're don't, we live in a natural world, but we're supernatural beings. We're alive with the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is in us. That same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us as born-again believers. We are supernatural. Believe it or not. I believe it. Please believe with me. And God wants to do the supernatural. He wants to, he wants to just engage this world uh, through you by the power of the Holy Spirit as we choose to partner. So that's what we're getting into. I'm going to uh, just, again, do a, a short review last week. Um, as willing vessels, desiring to see the gifts manifest, we're going to talk about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit here in the up, upcoming weeks. Um, we saw last week a great prayer to pray, to make yourself available, is, Lord, make me a blessing to others today. I prayed that every, every day this week, multiple times, and uh, I, I, I pray that that was something on your heart, and the Holy Spirit reminded you of that, no matter what the situation you were in. You know, it's, a, it's, it's really good to, to, to pray that at home, right? Because sometimes you're not a blessing to your family. Um, I, I repeat it, it seems like a lot of times, but I think I first heard it from John Bevere, but the closer uh, the relationship, the more easily offended you can become, because the greater the expectation you have on that individual, spouses, of course, would be probably at the top of that list. But so you have an expectation. Just I'm just talking about subconsciously. You have this expectation. You may not have thought about it, but you kind of do. And if you know if they're not flying right, it knocks you off course a little bit. So in your head, you have this thing. So would you agree with that? You don't have to agree with that. But I thought that was a great word of wisdom. So. Lord, use me. Make me a blessing to others today. And, so, and I kind of uh, also, to, to pair with that, um, Andrew Womack has this, this uh, part of his teaching, um, people referring to when people pray, Lord, use me. He said a better uh, way to pray is actually, Lord, make me usable. Lord, make me usable. And that actually goes right along with that prayer, Lord, make me a blessing to others today. So, and as we uh, make ourselves available to that, um, what three great questions uh, that arose out of that last week was, Lord, 
what are you doing and what do you want to do in this person's life or these people's lives just to go along with that Lord make me a blessing to others today and or Lord what are you saying what do you want to say to these people and then lastly Lord what do you want me to say or what do you want me to do to bless this person so and we have to have ears that hear right we have to be sensitive and you're you're already taking the right steps if that's your heart to say lord make me a blessing to others today you're already making the right first step in that and do you think do you not think holy ghost is going to want to come alongside because that's one of his names is uh paraclete means come alongside um and uh that's a little greek i don't know if that's greek or hebrew but it's not parakeet, it's paraclete. So anyways, come call alongside to help us. So and we talked about three obstacles. My wife kind of said, I wish you would have posted those last week so I could have remembered them. So I'm doing that for my wife. So see, I told you I loved her. So three obstacles that um, kind of hinder the flow of the supernatural, hinder the flow of the gifts operating uh, through us. So the first one we're going to look at is we talked about a lack of confidence hearing God's voice, as in, was that me or was that the Lord? Has anybody here ever asked that before? So First um, Corinthians 3.9 we talked about says, we are co-laborers with Christ. We are his fellow workers. And a great um, question to ask when you ask that other question, was that me or was that the Lord? Well, ask the next question, is this a selfish thought? Right? Because love isn't, doesn't seek its own. And in 1 Corinthians 13, so love does not seek its own way. So that's a great question to ask. Is this a selfish thought? And then let that be kind of a filter. So, And next we talked about another obstacle uh, in, in allowing the flow of Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit to flow in your life. Um, Fear of missing it. Fear of missing it. And kind of went into that a little bit in detail. Just, you know, I don't like, nobody likes to fail, right? So a lot of times we just don't do something because we don't want to fail, right? Well, Pastor Chad told me some great words of wisdom uh, quite a while ago. said, if you're going to fail, fail for the glory of God. Fail for the glory of God. Be a fool for Jesus, right? So if you're going to fail, fail for the glory of God. And, and ask yourself, how how will this bless this person or these people? Rather than, rather than be afraid to fail, ask the question, let that supersede that question. Like, I don't want, you know, will I fail? No, ask, how will it bless this person? If I step out in faith and do this, whether it's a word of encouragement or whatever, and uh, if you're concerned about your reputation, now it's become about you or it's become about me and not, not others, right? So if it's self-focused, that's a, that's a pretty good indication that it's kind of not the flow of the Holy Spirit because he's, he's about others, right? He's about blessing and edifying others. And thirdly, pride is a big one. Um, what will others think about me if I miss it or if I make a mistake? And 
I kind of jokingly said, and we all really know it's true, that, you know, people aren't actually thinking about you as much as you think they are. So people are usually, we are usually too busy thinking about ourselves and what's going on with us and all that. But when we think of, of being that blessing to other people, we're thinking like God. That's really what it comes down to. So that's a little bit of the review for last week. Maybe that intrigued you to go back and check that out. So if you want to, um, please do. And again, catch up as you will, as you uh, are so inclined um, on the previous week. So we're going to get into today's message. So again, we're in a serious kingdom living, partnering with Holy Spirit. And this is week seven, week seven. Um, so uh, we'll be taking a look at starting this week and the next few to come. Uh, we're going to take a look at the flow of Holy Spirit um, and how we can cooperate with Him uh, in what He desires to do through us. And, and specifically, we're going to talk about um, the flow of love. Hence, the worship songs you heard today, there's a theme of love. So I didn't even have to ask. I was going to say, hey, play a bunch of songs with love. But he, he knew. He knew. He's, flow, he's flowing with love. So thank you, Pastor Chad. So this week we'll be looking at the flow of love. So let's start in the Gospel of John on John 7. And we're going to go verses 37 through 39. On the last day, the, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And in the, the, the key part of this verse is out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. We're going to go into that a little bit. But in John 4.14, remember the account of the woman at the well? Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. Well, Jesus said, Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him or her a fountain of of water springing up into everlasting life. In this verse, this John 4.14, where he was speaking to the woman at the well, that's a picture of the Holy Spirit's work in salvation, in our born-again experience, our salvation, that well in us. And that fountain, or um, in that verse it says fountain, um, also in other translations it says well or bubbling spring. So that well in us that is actually a picture of salvation, that is to benefit us in our life in Christ, in our, in our born-again life in Christ. That, that fountain in us is, is for our benefit. And then the rivers of living water here that we read about in John 7, 37 through 39, those rivers of living water flowing out of us, flowing out of our heart, out of our innermost being. Some translations say, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Well, that's to benefit others. So that infilling of Holy Spirit, that baptism in Holy Spirit, that whatever you want to say, 
those are the only two I know. So, <laughs> but that experience, that infilling of Holy Spirit, where it, it's talking about those rivers of living water flowing out of us, that is for the benefit of others in our life. Okay? Just to kind of clear that up. And a companion verse to that verse in um, John 7 that we just read, the 37 and 39, Ezekiel 47, 9 says, And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. For they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. So wherever these rivers, the river from within us flow, life and healing are to be the result. Whoa, that's awesome. Wherever those rivers flow, life and healing are supposed to, I'll say, be manifested. Amen? That's good news. Can you, isn't it an honor and a privilege to be his children, that he would design things this way to want to partner with us, with Holy Spirit, and to flow through us to distribute life and health and freedom? That's, that's really good. You can get caught up in that. And it's, again, it's not about you. It's about others. It's about him being allowed to flow through us. And that's, again, we're going to get into the flow of love more specifically here in the next few seconds. So water flows, we know water flows like from high elevations to lower elevations, right? We, we're familiar with how that works. Water doesn't flow uphill. And if it does, educate me. I don't know. Can it happen? I don't think it can. So I know in Australia the toilets flush opposite. That's all I know. So, but that's not what we're talking about. So the water flows from a high elevation to low, the low place. And the Holy Spirit was sent from heaven, flowing down to earth, right? Down to earth, reaching the low places of all the human suffering and hurting and weakness and bondage, all the things. But Holy Spirit was sent from heaven, flowing into earth, reaching those places. And Holy Spirit seeks out the lost and hurting and draws them to Jesus. One of his roles is to point people to Jesus, to reveal Jesus to people, to woo them to the Savior, the only Savior, the, the one true God. Amen? And Ephesians 2.6 says, we are seated in high and heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So positionally, spiritually, that's where you're seated. Now, you look seated here at Karis New Testament Church on a pew, and, but in the Spirit, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's a big thought. That's a very big thought. And we have the privilege, like I kind of alluded to a few seconds ago, to be used for Holy Spirit to flow through, to lift up others, to bring that freedom to others' lives who may be in bondage, who may be hurting. We can, do, we can be that, those conduits of his power to flow through. And that is an awesome, amazing 
honor and really it's a great responsibility, I would say, to see people, to see the Holy Spirit flow through us and see people's lives restored and to see them brought to the place of their new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Because that's really what we want to see is the real you is in Christ. Whether you realize it or not, you were called from the foundation of the world. You were called to be adopted into the family of God. You were, that, that is God, you are God's heart. And when we get an opportunity, when we get the privilege to partner with Holy Spirit in that um, role, that, that, that awesome honor to woo people into the heart and the loving arms of God and see them transformed and changed and see their new creation reality. That's awesome. That is, that is absolutely beautiful. And uh, let's go to the book of Acts where Peter is quoting from the book of Joel. Acts 2.17 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now I'm going to read the actual passage that Peter is, is uh, referring to here. Joel 2.28 says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Now, it sounded almost exactly the same, right? Some would say that sounds exactly the same. So he's a good memorizer. But let's do a side-by-side -side comparison. So Acts 2.17, just the, the key part I want to point out here, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. And then Joel 2.28 says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So you see the difference there? In the Old Testament, Holy Spirit didn't dwell in men and women. He was seen coming upon and then leaving. And you see that in various um, accounts in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, Holy Spirit abides in all believers. So when you're born again, when you see your need for a Savior, and you cry out and you say, Jesus, be my Lord. I confess you as my Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And now I am a new creation in you. So when, when that happens, Holy Spirit comes and resurrects you literally from spiritual death to life. So the, the worst problem you had going has been solved, has been taken care of. When you come to the realization that you need a Savior, and I, I did that many moons ago, 13 years old, a lot of, a lot of years ago, but when I saw that, I was resurrected from a spiritual place of death to life. New resurrection life in Christ Jesus. And that was the best thing that ever happened. That's, that's the biggest problem facing everybody on the planet. You're either in Adam or you're in Christ. And we've talked about that. I don't want to get off on that. but And that's good news. So here we see these two scriptures. One says, I will pour 
out of my spirit on all flesh. One says, I will pour out my spirit. So the Joel uh, scripture was prophesying he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And we see that has happened, that had happened in the book of Acts. And we don't want to stop the flow, right? We don't want to stop the flow, but instead we want to cooperate with Holy Spirit because He is who is in us and wants to pour out of us. That's what that's talking about in Acts. That's what He desires is to flow through us in that, that verse in Acts. I will pour out of my Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit is in you. He's going to pour out of Holy Spirit in you. And that's exciting. That's what we're talking about, is partnering with Holy Spirit. He wants to pour out of you in rivers of living water. That's exciting. I'm in. Put me in, coach. Right? All right. Now I'm just talking sports, and I don't know anything about that, right? So, (laughs) all right. So let's go to Romans 5.5. We're going to look in more intently in the, the flow of love. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And that's what I just talked about. Holy Spirit was given to us, and I talked about this last week. The same love that God loved the world with, that's spoken of in, in John 3.16, we all know that. That same love is poured out in our hearts by Holy Spirit. The same love. So we have, whether you think so or not, you have the ability, the grace, the supernatural enablement to love others with that same love. That love that can forgive when a wrong's been done. That love that can look past people's faults. We all know in in 1 Corinthians 13, it, it goes through a pretty good definition of what the God kind of love, agape love, looks like, right? So, That's what we're talking about. And have you ever had that compassion of the Lord rise up in you when you come across somebody's path and you can see they're hurting, whether it's an expression on their face or just something, just a knowing. I mean, you have you ever had that compassion rise up in you and and seem to be drawn to find out what's going on with them? Like I they're hurting. Lord, what's going on there? So I shared a little bit about that last week where this was many years ago. There was a young man in a wheelchair and and in an eatery. I'm not going to go into this story, but when I saw this young man, my heart, it was like out of nowhere. It was somewhere. It was in my spirit. But it felt like it was out of nowhere that I got just slammed with the compassion of the Lord for this young man and my attention was just drawn. I was just drawn to him. And I mean, I went through and prayed in, in another room and, and Lord, what do you want to do here type thing? I didn't hear this teaching specifically, but I knew the Lord was drawing me that direction. And again, it wasn't a great end. I mean, it was a seed sound. We'll say, we'll, we'll look at it that way. But I asked permission to pray for the young man. I got the gumption up, you know, and uh, you got to get your gumption up. And I stepped out in faith, and I asked the mom if I could pray for the guy, and uh, she said no, and so many words, that was the only word, and that was it, and I'm like, okay, and I apologized for uh, bothering her, but not for asking if I could pray, I didn't apologize for that, 
But uh, I believe I was stepping out in obedience, but that's that. So that was the, the moment I really like, that was a very memorable moment in my life. Just being overwhelmed with compassion. And that's happened you know, throughout my life, and I'm sure you can attest to the same thing. I mean, I remember one time, this isn't really a story, but I just, it was an experience, and then just, a, again, one of, those, one of those snapshots of a moment that I'll never forget. And I was, I was sitting in um, the middle of, of the Genesee Valley Mall, below the food court, um, and uh, I was just sitting there on a ledge or something with my, I think my mom was there, I'm pretty sure my mom was there, but we are just shopping, obviously, or something, and I just started, like, choking up, like, weeping, like, not making a scene, but just, like, I just felt that same compassion looking at people. It was this overwhelming sense of love. And again, that just kind of affirms in me that the Holy Spirit, the, the, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by Holy Spirit. And I can't, I didn't go around and start praying for people. I was just, it was kind of over an overtaking moment. But again, I really was amazed at how much love I felt pouring out of me toward these people. And it just hit me, God loves all these people individually so much. And, and again, I could sit here and go through all these little moments where I've experienced that, whether it's in church and somebody's preaching, and it's just like, boom, Holy Spirit reveals something to me, the love of God to me, and just breaks me, just wrecks me, just gets me all sloppy and, you know, just overwhelmed with His love. But, and I pray that that would, if that hasn't happened to you or if you haven't tasted of that, just, I pray that that Holy Spirit will reveal to you that, yes, the love of God is truly shed abroad in your heart by Him, that He may move through you and you may make yourself available uh, to be moved with that compassion. And we're going to see that in Jesus' life in just a, a second. But 1 Corinthians 14.1 tells us to pursue love and to desire spiritual gifts. And the, the best way to, we're going to get into the spiritual gifts, but the best way to release spiritual gifts in you is to follow that compassion. So as you follow that compassion, your, your heart, you will know. There is no mistaking what that I don't know other word to use, what that feels like, okay? There's, there's, there's no mistaking the compassion in the heart of God bursting forth out of you towards somebody. You, you won't be confused when, it, when you've experienced that. But, so move toward that when you sense that in your spirit. And uh, we see this in Jesus' ministry in Matthew 14, 14. This is said, I think, throughout the Gospels. Jesus saw the huge crowd, or a multitude, most translations say, as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. In the same way that Jesus understood following that love flow, as he understood following that flow of love would result in, in the power of God manifesting on the scene and it manifested in healing 
and manifested in the ministry of whatever those needs were of that people. We need to understand that's how it should work with us, right? When we're moved with compassion as a child of God, as a representative of Jesus, Second Corinthians um, says that we are ambassadors. I don't have the actual reference down. I just have Second Corinthians. But we are called ambassadors of Christ, representatives of Jesus. What's a representative do? Kind of looks just like what the other one you're representing looks like. So we're to look like Jesus, what we're called Christians, little Christ. We should be guilty of everything he did, right? Going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. The Bible says about the Lord when he was walking this earth. So as he was moved with compassion, he followed that, and we see the result of that in, in his life, in his ministry, and we should be no different. So that's hard to imagine. Do it anyways. Imagine. Actually, I think, I believe Andrew Womack imagined raising people from the dead a lot. And then one day, he got to do it to his own kid. He raised him from the dead. Was he dead for like five hours or something? I mean, he had the toe tag in the whole nine. I mean, that's, you want to talk, it's a good thing he imagined that. And I'll bet his son says the same thing. So, so that's, imagine yourself doing these things as Jesus is doing these things. So 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and holds us tightly. Some translations say it is Christ's love or that compels us. And, and this word, these, the Greek word here Paul's using, um, it's where we get our English word echo. Okay? And I, that verse I just read was out of the, the Passion Translation. I thought it was kind of beautifully um, illustrated uh, the love of Christ in us that, that fuels us, that should fuel us and motivate us, right? Even we learned earlier on in our giving, we should be motivated by love. And throughout every part of our life, especially partnering with Holy Spirit and the ministry of the gifts, motivated by love. So, but Paul uses the Greek word here again, like I said, so we get our English word echo. And the meaning of that is seize. So Christ's love seizes us or compels us, urges us, controls us, lays hold of us, overwhelms us. Which kind of when I saw that word overwhelmed, I thought, yeah, that's, that's the way I felt in those moments I kind of shared. I felt overwhelmed with his love. To be held together, to grip tightly, to completely dominate. And how many knows we wouldn't be in a bad place if we were completely dominated by the love of God flowing out of us? I think we would dominate the situation in a good way. Amen? That really would be a great setup for the Holy Spirit to, 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 to do His work in that situation. Paul is stating that the motivating passion of his life is Christ's love filling his heart and leaving him no choice but to surrender everything to God. And uh, I just pray that that's us. That's that Christ's love, the love of God compels us. The love of God motivates us. The love of God leads us. We follow that compassion when Holy Spirit arises in us. It might be completely out of nowhere like it was that one day for me. I mean, sideswipe, just 
boom. But you don't know. But you're the hands and feet of Jesus. And you're always moving somewhere. And chances are there's people around you somewhere that need Jesus or need to experience his love. It doesn't mean you have to sit there and teach a five-point sermon or whatever. It could just be a word of encouragement. My gum's coming out of my mouth, sorry. Um, I shouldn't have gum up here anyways. Uh, but it could just be a word of encouragement to say, hey, God loves you. Or maybe it's just, you look great today. And they're feeling like down on the dumps or whatever. they got the spirit of Eeyore on them or something. But just an encouraging word could change their whole day, could change their whole week. I don't know. Maybe they've been so self-absorbed and self-defeating, they need to hear something good, and they haven't spoken that over themselves, so maybe God wants to speak through you to them the truth about who they are. No matter how you feel, God loves you, and that's enough. Right? That's enough. So, and as God moves, like I said, if God, as God moves on our hearts of compassion towards someone, it doesn't have to be this big rigmarole. But it's for a reason. It could be just praying for them, right? That's a huge thing, actually. If God brings someone on your heart, just pray to the Lord. Lord, I don't know what they're going through. I haven't seen him in X amount of years, but bless them, Lord. Or lead someone across their path to speak a word of encouragement to them. And, and uh, a lot of times, you should be or we should be reaching out to them. I know there's more than just, you know, the phone call we can give them. We can give them a text or whatever. Multiple means of communication nowadays. But maybe the Lord is wanting you to reach out to them or to call them or to whatever. There's a reason, especially if somebody hasn't been on your mind in forever, it seems like. There's a reason God's bringing them up to you. And I've heard story after story about that. I'm sure I have stories but I know that God has you know, laid people in my heart, and then the next thing you know, I see him like the next day, and I haven't seen him in years or something. It's, but there's a reason God's lining that all up. He wants to work through you, to flow through you with his love. And again, it doesn't have to be this big, uh, huge, complicated thing. It's just simple, right? And just ask Holy Spirit, how, how okay, this person's on my mind, or these people are on my mind. How do you want to reach them? What do you want to say to them? Do you want me to do something or to say something to them? Lord, what is your heart for these people? Trust me, he'll let you know. Amen? If you don't know anything, pray in the Spirit and believe God for the interpretation. And uh, he, will, he will be more than obliged to flow in that way. So let's let a little love of God flow through us and make room for those gifts to manifest in our lives. 1 Corinthians 12.31 says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And the best gifts are what now? The best gifts are the best gifts that's needed at that time. Right? So whatever the situation calls for, that's the best gift. So believe that the best gifts, desire those, and that they'll flow through you. And, uh, and then Paul's saying in this last verse in 1 Corinthians 12, says, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And this verse proceeds, we all know it, we've all been to the weddings, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 
this verse precedes that uh, whole chapter that talks about what God's kind of love looks like, and that's the more excellent way to see the gifts operate. Is not just by desiring them, because it's a desire of the best gifts. That's not the most excellent way for the gifts to operate, but it's the way of love, the flow of love. That's the best way that the gifts flow. And our, our love for others, our love for people, that, that love of God that's shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit has to supersede our liberty to operate in the gifts. Okay? And like, in a, in a, just for instance, in a church setting, yes, you have the freedom, we have the freedom to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, not, but it's not for the sake of just operating the gifts. But it's the better way is to do it with that flow of love that cannot, if you're not motivated, if you're not feeling that flow of love, where it's the result is it's going to benefit and edify the body of Christ, right? So in, in, in a setting where don't allow your zeal, you know, this is, this is just a, kind of like a, to point this out, but People can become so zealous and oblivious to what's, what's going on or are not motivated by love, if you will. So when that happens, you're get, you, a person may be more zealous just to, woo, I get to operate in the gifts, but, but at what expense? Is it out of order? We want things, we talked about that in the weeks prior, how the gifts of the Spirit, the Lord desires them to be done decently and in order. And the most decent, orderly way is that following that flow of love, right? That flow of love. Because you can look in the 1 Corinthians 13, it says all the things you can do without love, and it's like clanging cymbals and gongs and unprofitable and all that stuff, but we want to flow in the love of God. We want to see the result of that, the body being edified and blessed. I know that's all of our heart. Can you believe it? All right. So we've reached the conclusion. Usually I'll give you a heads up that we're coming in for a landing, but we're, the, the wheels are down and uh, the stakes are cooking, almost. All right. People on Facebook and everything won't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyways, but in closing, let's be willing to pray, Lord, make me a blessing to others today, and let's follow that flow of love that has been shed abroad in our heart by Holy Spirit. Because that's what it's all about, really. I believe it. I mean, God, I, rem I remember, I didn't mean to, I wasn't going to say this, but another one of those moments that I'll never forget, ever forget, I was sitting across the table from my mom and dad, me and my wife were, and we were eating at Pizza Hut somewhere in Flint. And God had just revealed to my dad, just he just had this fresh revelation of God's love. And I, I don't know that I'd been around him in the few days prior, prior or whatever, but we went out to eat. And we're just, and I just remember him saying. And his eyes were like just 
he was choking up. His eyes were filled with tears of joy. And he said, it's, it's all about the love. And there was no mistaking that he had a big revelation of God's love. I mean, it was so real, you could feel it pouring out of him. And my prayer is that we all walk in that with the awareness of God's love and how much He wants to flow through us with those rivers of living water to minister the gift, to minister freedom, to minister freedom from bondage and hurting, sickness and disease, whatever the right gift is, whatever the best gift is, let it be. Let it flow, Lord. Amen. But that, that's one of the flows. I don't even, it feels like it's the biggest flow. <laughs> the flow of God's love. And that's His heart. is to flood people with His love. With the rivers of living water coming out of your innermost being. Amen. I tell you, I get blessed when I'm studying for this. Man. But just, just the opportunity to put yourself and remember put myself in remembrance of how good God is. I might not be where I want to be, but I wasn't I'm not where I was. You know? And I think you can say the same thing. God it's the best is yet to come, right? We say that all the time. The best is yet to come. You are just ask Ask the Lord, Holy, ask Holy Spirit just to, well, we'll do it together, to reveal the Father's love to you and to make you sensitive to the flow of that love because it's flowing through you for a reason. He wants to reach out to people because He loves people. Amen? He loves you. He loves me. So let's close in prayer. And uh, we're going to worship one last song. And um, I just pray that as we're worshiping, the Holy Spirit would just rain afresh flood of His love over you, over your soul. Lord, we thank You for Your great love for us. You are a good, good Father. We thank you that your love is shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to awaken us to the truth of that love in us and your desire to partner with us. Your desire to flow out of our innermost being, those rivers of living water. Holy Spirit, heighten our awareness to our surroundings and heighten our sensitivity to your compassion flowing out of us, whether it be in our own homes or where we work, where we shop, wherever it is. Heighten our awareness for what you want to do through us as willing vessels, yielded vessels, willing to see the best gift flow through us, that the glory of God may be revealed on the earth.
that Jesus may be glorified and magnified in our lives. Thank You for Your presence in this place. And as we worship, Holy Spirit, reign afresh. I ask that You would just baptize us all with a fresh baptism of the love of God. A baptism of compassion. An overwhelming sense of Your love, Lord. May it just overtake us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisnt.